So, you know, you go from the pageantry world and then um, you start getting this P.O. Box thing. What? How did that come about? What is this? Yeah. So um, in 2018, um, at the time, I had had a mailbox, uh, a mailbox that I had rented from a local UPS store. I'd had it for like seven years or something. I'd had it for a long time. And they, they would auto charge my credit card every year, like once a year for the rental of this box. And I, I saw the rental charge on my credit card and I like rolled my eyes because I was like, oh, I need to cancel that thing. And then I didn't. I like never got around to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'm like, if I'm not canceling it, there's a lot of other people not canceling it, right? Like right. taking the time to do it. And so I started looking into the model of mailbox rentals and I quickly realized they're essentially mini storage units. You have this like fixed item that's low maintenance, low overhead, and people rent it. And I was just like, this is interesting. So I go up the street to the local independent store. So not a UPS retail store, but a local independent store in Summerlin called Postal Pros. And I'd been their patron for several years because it was right around the corner from my house. And right. I knew the owner, his name's Andrew. And I went there and I said, Andrew, um, are you interested in like expanding or anything with this model? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. I was like, <laughs> well, I think I want to open up my own version of this. Um, I'll do it down like 215 Russell. So it's like not competition for you. I don't know anything about this business model. I will pay you $10,000 if you let me follow you around for two weeks and I'll capture all your processes. I'll write up a nice little handbook for you. Um, I'll pay you a consulting fee. And he was just like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay. (laughs) And literally the next day I showed up and the second he unlocked the front door was like when I started writing out processes. Um, I copied everything in his store down to like counter heights. Like I like analyzed everything and like put it all into one Do you think this comes from place. being a lawyer? Yes. Okay. Because I was going to say like I could never do that. Like, so such working detail in the law firm, oriented work. Working in the law firm, it forces you to not one, like pay attention to SOPs and checklists, but two, if there is no SOP for it, you must generate it because mm. you can't make any mistakes, right? right? You're talking about high stakes liability. You're talking about sending a draft out that must be correct. This is not just (laughs) check it when you have time, you know, like everything has to be correct because actually the burden of responsibility lays on you, right? Right. The client is relying on you. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, it, it forces you to, to just create checklists and SOPs for everything. And I had a strong sense that this business model was simplified enough that if I could create SOPs around how it's done, that I could then overlay hopefully some of my brain and, and apply it and make it useful. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. I copied the software he had on his computers. I, I, I just copied everything. So it was like information overload and then modified it into my own stores. Right. So for example, in my own stores, my counter heights, uh, counter heights are higher than in his stores because I realized when you're helping a customer and you're doing packages, you're standing up. You're not seated on a stool. Right. Just, just on the on implementation level, was that was when I realized these little things of working there for, for over mm. two weeks. Um, and I worked there every day. I, literally, <laughs> they thought I was like a new hire, right? Yeah. So his customers were coming in. And I remember I had this guy come in and he was like, you know, he's like, pulling me aside. He's like, you're too pretty to work at a shipping store. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, thanks. Like, I was just like, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm so grateful that he allowed me that opportunity. Um, because 
I, I don't think there's anything that replaces experience. Yeah. Even if it's a short lived experience, um, there's just nothing that replaces it. Right. And um, I truly wanted to learn everything about the business that I could in that time frame to then go on, open my own source from scratch, um, modify and tweak as we go along. But I'm very grateful that I had the base of that SOP mm-hmm. um, to then you can modify from it it's so much easier, right? When you start a draft and edit it instead of just starting the draft from scratch. So that's what I was doing, right? I was editing how he runs his stores, which he's like 14 years now he's had that store. They do a million bucks out of that store out of 1200 square feet wow. with like two and a half employees. That's and crazy. I was like, what, what a lovely are, are lifestyle business, right? What a lovely, look, this is not 10 million bucks out of the store, but if it's a million dollars with rent and two and a half employees as your overhead, I'll take that all day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll take Crazy. that all day. So like your first store, what what did the numbers look like? Like how much were you guys bringing in? How many mailboxes did it have? Yeah. All that. So it took it took like 18 months, almost two years to get profitable. So because when you start a store from scratch, it takes at least a year to retrain the neighborhood to get them to come to you. Got it. Right now they're how dropping do do that? off. Um, we did every door direct mail. Okay. Um, we did every like, um, uh, we would do these little like, business drop-offs basically because we had business neighbors um and we left the, we welcomed ourselves to the neighborhood basically <laughs> we like put together, we're here we're here hello come, come see us. yeah exactly so it was uh definitely more outbound like we didn't just sit and wait and like yo our doors who, are open like now. who uses a p.o box like who are your typical customers because yeah. people have mailboxes sure um majority of them actually are small business owners who have started a side hustle from home right so okay. um especially here in, in Nevada, you know, if you look up secretary of state, you have to list an address. Yeah. You don't want to put your house. Sure. And, and most people don't realize that until they have put their house, they started the LLC and put their home address. Cause it just asked you for your address, yeah. right? They input it in. They're like, Oh my gosh, this is public information. Yep. And so uh, they quickly realize I would like to have some privacy mm-hmm. around that. Um, and a mailbox is one of the best ways to do it because we also are a safe place for your mail. And the sense that, We'll sign for the packages. We'll hold so, the packages. So how much does somebody pay for a mailbox rent? Uh, $20 a month for the small, 30 a month for the medium, and 35 a month for the large. And what we did was just market research on that. Um, we called around to basically our competitors that you know could be nearby and asked how much they charge for a mailbox rental. <clears throat> and we Got priced it. it based off that. So I didn't price it off Andrew's pricing. I priced it off of the yeah. location. So when I first started flipping houses in 2015, I got an executive suites and I was like, yeah, Oh, you great. know what? Let me go get an executive suite. Um, at the time my rent was 300 bucks a month for, you know, like a eight by eight office. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just nice being able to put that on like my business card of yep. like an have official address. office yep. address. Mm-hmm. You know, I do truly have an office, whatever. Right. And I soon realized that I would never go in the office. Like I mm-hmm. thought in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be more productive by having an office. Mm-hmm. And like, I just never went. <laughs> and it spaces interior walls. Like you don't get inspired in there anyway. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So then I still wanted to keep the address. So I ended up saying, hey, like, can I just get a mailbox from you guys and whatever? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. You know, it's, it was like a hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. That sounds good to me. Right. And so I got a hundred bucks a month and like I did that for a few years, yeah. you know? Um, and so he made easy money on me. Like I'm sure. literally paying him. You're for, not even using the space. I'm like yeah. literally using it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And he would call me whenever my mailbox would get too full. He'd be like, bro, you know, you got like a lot mm-hmm. of mail. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, all right. And so, you know, I would do that. But, you know, long story short, 
I remember in 2015 looking at that business and I started to do the math like you Mm -hmm. did. And I was like, okay, let's just like count what this executive suite is going to make. And I was like, all right, he's probably got like a hundred offices in here. I'm paying 300 bucks and I'm on the cheap end. He's probably Mm -hmm. got like six, five, $600 offices. Let's just say his average is 400. You know, at 100 offices, he's making 40000 a month in rent. Yeah, with that's minimal the, staff. Minimal, right? yeah, he had no staff. Yeah. It was just the receptionist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then he's probably got other ways he's making money off the printers, the copiers, the mm-hmm. these mailboxes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this dude's probably bringing in 50 Gs a month. Mm-hmm. And what's it cost to rent this place? And I started to do the math and I was like, all right, he's got like, I don't know how many square feet he had, but I'm like, he probably pays 10 grand in rent. Mm-hmm. He probably pays a guy three grand and you know the receptionist Mm -hmm. and whatever the i'm like maybe he has 20 grand in In expenses expenses. yeah like this dude's netting at least 50 percent. it's a great margin yeah Yeah. i was like dude one day on my own executive suites this is the best thing ever and then you know ironically i got into real estate you know and i I never did an executive suites it was Mm -hmm. always in the back of my mind and then you know, I learned about WeWork. Yeah. And yeah. I saw what they did with WeWork and, you know, the crazy valuation they got, which, you know, we're, WeWork's not doing so hot today. Sure. But to see like WeWork that concept. take the concept yeah. and mm-hmm. become a, man, I don't even know what they got. It's like $30 billion business is what they got valued at one point. Crazy. 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 But it's it's that idea, right? It's that premise of like you were using it yourself. Yeah. And then just kind of realizing like, wait a second, like what if I tweak this or like, how exactly does it work? And you realize like, it's not that it's overly complicated or overly sophisticated or like a billion dollar idea, but looking at it from like, this is an interesting lifestyle business. And if I can do it at scale where you have multiple locations and you've got some other ways to promote the business model, um, I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting form because it's always going to be needed and around, right? Yeah. It it proved itself during the pandemic, certainly. Mm-hmm. It stayed open the entire time. It was always essential. Yeah. And the mail never stopped moving. And if anything, now, because we've gotten so accustomed to ordering stuff with one click off of Amazon on your phone, yep. where does that go? It gets shipped to you. Yep. And if you're in a neighborhood that has porch pirates, yeah. it's, you know, sometimes you want to, you're willing to pay that 20 bucks just to have a secure <clears throat> location that, you know, you can use that address anytime to send all the stuff your way. Yeah. And it's safe, secure, no big deal. So how many, how many mailboxes were in that first location? So we started with a bank of 220 of them. Um, and I, I over purchased because I had a goal of filling up a hundred mailboxes yeah. um, in like a year. Yeah. Um, and again, modeling off of Andrew's store at the time, I think when I was with him, he had like 300 mailboxes um, and they were rear loaders where you had to do this weird build out that comes off the wall because you have to get behind them to stuff the boxes. Right. And so, Again, just tweaking what he's done, right? Making it just easier. Mm-hmm. I bought front-loading boxes where now they can be up against the wall in a mail holder. I don't need to have that extra weird build-out and space that it takes to get behind them. Um, so just little tweaks like that. You, you make those changes. And so, yeah, two, I started with 220 boxes um, and was just like, let's go. <laughs> let's fill them up. So like, I'm just, uh, let's do the math. So 220 boxes. The average is what thirty bucks a box. 
So, you know, you're talking 30 bucks a box at, you know, say 300. So what, that's 9,000 a month is what they bring in. So if you can look at like, um, making sure that, cause that's at fixed cost, right? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like a fixed thing. You're buying the mailboxes once, honestly, yeah. like they never get damaged. Right. So it's not like a property where like you have a tenant in there and they're going to ruin some shit and you're going to pull out the carpet and there's just like some compensation that happens every time someone yeah. new comes in. Mm -hmm. The, the worst case scenario is that you have to switch out a lock and we were doing it at the second store because I thought I was going to get cute and save some money. So with my second store, I found some used mailboxes. <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to be cute about it. Um, and yes, they were significantly cheaper than what I initially paid for brand new boxes, but a lot of them were missing locks. Got so I had to buy locks five bucks a pop. No big deal. But now I realized I also had to rekey stuff. And a labor. Yeah, exactly. So it was just like extra, yeah. you know, so I learned that in the process. Um, but there's no, there's no maintenance and there's no real, um, damage that right. can happen to these. So you buy them once. Yeah. So, I mean, how was, if, if, how was this guy making a million bucks on his store? How many mailboxes did he have? So now I think he has like 400 mailboxes. And so again, the model's a little bit different. So with him, he focused more on shipping. So you're shipping, um, your shipping is ancillary and seasonal, but you make a percentage. Um, you're more like almost 100% margin items are your boxes. Um, notary, for example, notary becomes 100% margin item very quickly. Yep. Um, we pay for all of our staff to get their notary public. Here in Got Nevada, it. it's like 200 bucks all in with the stamp and everything yep. too. Yeah, we did that. And we charge 10 bucks a notary. And you don't need an appointment because everyone on staff is a notary. Yeah. And so... Um, that becomes a hundred percent margin item. So with him, um, I mean, he does, he does loads of packages. So, um, majority of his revenue comes from the shipping side mm -hmm. and then his mailboxes more than cover rent, payroll, utilities, just any fixed costs. So the, 